What song do you want to hear, Dan? Beer! You are now listening to America's favorite craft beer podcast, a show that covers tricks, tips, and trends inside the craft beer industry. I am your host, craft beer enthusiast, Tom Simpson. Next to me, my co-host, a man with more untapped check-ins than you have steps on your Fitbit, the adjunct professor himself, Mr. Dan Howell. Tune in, sit down, and drink up. And most importantly, thank you for joining us on another episode of America the Brew. Guess I'll have to wait until then. And if I get drunk, well, I'll pass out on the floor now, baby. You won't bother me no more. And if you're drinking, well, you know that you're my friend and I say, Welcome to Season 3, Episode 3 of America the Brutiful. I'm happy to be back, and we have a lot to talk about this week. Wales, bro! Side Project released one of the biggest beers that they've released in years. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about all the collabs at Other Half. We'll talk about one of the longest age stouts that I can remember, and more when we get to releases. We recently talked about adjuncts in beer, and maybe that conversation came a bit early. If you remember, one of our first episodes at District 96, we tried a beer called Wang's, which was a buffalo wing beer by Martin House. Well, guess what? They made another beer that we just have to talk about. And that's not all. The winter may be relatively mild, but Modest Brewing has a beer that's a bit chili. Uh, Rob from Hayes Boys is going to join us to talk about both of those beers. And National Beer Can Appreciation Day was January 24th, so we'll share some fun facts about it to celebrate. But first, let's crack our first beer. Of course, we should. And it should be a can, I think. Okay, sure. Well, (laughs) guess what? I got one right in front of me. Now, the funny thing about this, real quick here, this is a can, right, that we just said. This is B.A., Velvet Magnum from Other Half. It's the brand new one, right? The one that was released last month. Uh, And guess what? It's in a can. Yeah, so I was confused when you said you were bringing that over because I expected a bottle, but it's it's in a can. And when I looked on Untapped, most of the uh, check-ins actually have a can. I mean, have a bottle instead of a can. Have a bottle instead of a can. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, so I actually got this at... Halftime beverage up in Mamaronek. If you remember, those guys started distributing for other half during the pandemic. Um, I don't know if anybody's ever been up there before. Now, that's the one that had all the flooding issues too, right? Oh, yeah. And you see, like, you can see that very clearly when you're there. On the outside of the building or something? Yeah, just the way that it, like, you know, Mamaroneck is, like, whatever. It's a town in Westchester County, and it's hilly, and that is on the bottom of the hill. (laughs) Other businesses as well, Uh but it's a very industrial area, right? It's not like a... It's not like a great retail location, but it is a great beer store. I mean, they had, uh, you know, listen, you can find beer, a a lot of great beer in beer stores now, right? The world has changed. Sure. But they had probably like every type of beer that you could find in all random beer stores in this one place, right? They had every Suarez bottle that uh, Suarez, not as ever made, but like, you know, every, you know, their yearly renditions. They had every variant uh, they had BA Snowbird 6 in a bottle, 
It was like thirty six bucks. I wasn't doing that. But and they recently, uh, I don't know if you you saw this. They had a Lambic bundle that Ooh, in, that I included that. Uh, Foo. It sold out super quick. By the time yeah, no somebody showed me a link to it, I went to it and it was gone. Oh and wait, it was an online thing. Well, it was online to buy it, and then I guess you have it picked up, or or they actually uh, yes in-store pickup but i think they would ship them too but it was gone super quick it had candy on foo it had rosé the gambrinus it had uh one of the dre fontaine and uh cuvee armand de gaston and it had i believe like 12 other bottles wow. so it was like a huge huge lambic pack wow yeah it is it is it's a cool place you know um another thing they had there interestingly enough was they had Double is a double double cask by Kane, the new barley wine that was also released in bottles at Kane, but they had it there in a can. Now, that's not the only part. The second part of that is I I was up there the day before it was released at Kane. Yeah, that's bizarre. And I, you know, it wasn't out right. I just happened to be. I had like five cans. I was walking up to the cash register, and the guy had two cans who was ringing me out. He had two cans and was like walking with me, and he put the cans down. I'm like, oh, what's that? And he's like, oh, it's double double cast. I did. I just assumed it was something that was at can already. So, right. so you know, I I have not seen it in can anywhere, and I looked through like untapped check-ins, and I couldn't find it in can. So you found like some unicorn beer, unicorn beer, and it was four dollars and fifty cents a can. Oh, that's amazing! Yeah, so it's a cool spot. You know, if you're up in the Westchester area, uh, definitely worth going there to check. And they have a lot of great taps. I didn't get any taps, but they do have a lot of great taps. They had uh, Mortalis. Uh, obviously other half, but a bunch of, you know, I can't even think off the top of my head, a bunch of great breweries. So I wonder if we're going to see more of this. Again, this is Velvet Magnum 6 uh, in a can uh, from other half. It's the other half burial collab. Bourbon barrel aged coconut macadamia squares imperial stout. Uh, what are you thinking, Tom? Well, all right. So I will say this. I, I saw a lot of the ratings. They said, you know, no head, very sweet. That is accurate. It is no head, very sweet. But it other half it's got that real nice bourbon flavor you know other half does a good job at letting that bourbon shine through their beers and this is no exception here velvet magnum is probably my favorite other half stout above bananaversary above everything right i think i missed one or two years i don't know if i ever had the first one but i had the second one at the tap room on some big release like i don't know what it was three three years ago or something like that and that was one of at the time, because I wasn't like, you know, it was before you and I started hanging out, before you <laughs> corrupted me on all, my, all these pastry stouts. <laughs> At the time, it was one of the best pastry stouts that I had had. You know, and Velvet Magnum too. I think, is probably the highest rated out of the bunch. Um, but this, too, this it's, is very good. I enjoy it. It's definitely this. one of the higher rated series of stouts that Other Half does. Uh, you know, this and Snowbirds are, you know. That's right. People might go back and forth what's better, but... Uh, yeah, always, always a good series, the Velvet Magnums. All right, let's talk about cans. We're drinking from a can. National Beer Can Appreciation Day was January 24th. Let's give, them, let's give the listeners out there some history, some uh, facts about cans, beer cans. All right, well, let's start here. The official, quote-unquote, official birthday of the beer can is January 24th, 1935. 
That's the day cans of Kruger's Finest Beer and Kruger's Cream Ale first went on sale. Prototypes from the American Can Company came around in 1909, but then Prohibition happened and they couldn't get back to it until 1931. It took another two full years of work before they were able to create a pressurized, coated can for Kruger. Competitors soon followed suit, and by the end of 1935, over 200 million cans had been produced and sold. That's wild. That's, That's wild. That's a dude. wild amount in a year. Crushing beers <laughs> yeah, back yeah. in the 30s. Well, what else are you going to do? They didn't have TV, right? I don't know. Correct. <laughs> Crush a lot of beers with TV. <laughs> True. Um, so it wasn't until 1963 that our modern-day pull tabs were invented. Before that, when you, when you have the old can openers... Like, you would open a can of soup with a little point. Oh, a little poker? In the yep. Ah, a little triangle. Yeah. You would cut that and drink from there. Uh, can sales continue to rise. Uh, one of the biggest jumps, according to the National Beer Wholesalers Association, was when beer sold in can packages rose from 60% in 2019 to 67% in 2020. Wow. A year's worth of canned beer sold in the United States would fill the Lincoln Memorial Reflecting Pool 527 times over. I can't really fathom that. <laughs> you could stack all those cans end to end, and they would reach from the earth to the moon and back 12 times. Now, I can kind of be... Wow, that's a lot. That's a lot. That's <laughs> really stacking them high. That is a lot. Uh, beer cans are also the most recycled packaging materials on earth. So... It's not bad for the environment, really, because you can keep on reusing them. You know, keep on recycling. People, we need the we need beer cans because uh, we'll talk about the aluminum shortage that there was in a little bit. But and your uh, liver res- and your liver recycles itself too. So. Sure, it does. Yeah, <laughs> to a certain extent. Uh, beer cans. All right, here's a little science science for you. Beer cans chill down faster than bottles. Beer cans are preferred by most brewers because they keep out. Two of beer's worst enemies, light and oxygen. That said, bottles will hold CO2 better and are the top choice for bottle-fermented beers. Cans are better for brewers and consumers' wallets. They are lighter and cost less to transport than bottles. That said, during the pandemic, with many tap rooms closed, there was a huge surge in aluminum demand, which drove supply down and the price up. It was known as the Candemic. Yeah. Uh, in 2018, the United States beer industry sold over 2.8 billion cases of beer. Cases, too. That's not just cans. Damn. That's cases. Uh, that's more than 67 billion 12-ounce cans of beer. That's in 2018. I'm sure it's gone up since then. The state of Florida produced enough beer last year to sell 2.3 gallons or roughly 24 and a half cans of beer to every resident of legal drinking age. And finally, you think about aluminum, you think about beer, you you know, you probably think about the 12 ounce can, then it turned into the 16 ounce can of beer which most craft brewers use, but then you also probably think about the crowler. Well, the invention of the 32 ounce crowler is credited to Oscar Blues, which is based in Longmont, Colorado. The beer worked with Ball Corporation to modify an existing existing sealing machine to accommodate 32 ounce cans. After putting them in their own locations, they shared the wealth. You see them at a ton, a ton of craft breweries now. Now they're everywhere, and oh, yeah. you know, 
Crowlers are awesome. But you know, you have that. You usually people have a crowler machine before they have a canning line. It's cheaper, it, yeah. Right, it's cheaper. Yes, yeah. correct. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, that's that's about it for the facts <laughs> on, on, on Beer Can Appreciation Day. Uh, we have Rob coming up right after this break. All right, season three, episode three, America the Brutiful. Uh, we mentioned it. We teased it before the break. Rob, CEO of the Hayes Boys, was going to be joining us. And uh, he's and executive here. director. And, and executive director. He's not also the president. He's also a client. Uh, thank you for joining us, Rob. Is this a hair club for men commercial or, or like a Cialis commercial? Like, <laughs> when the moment's right, you bring me Hair up. grows from everywhere. Jesus. Whoa. Uh, well, you want to re- re- t- recut this? I mean, you're going to have to put a not safe for work on this podcast. All right. Uh, I also have a can here uh, that you had uh, been part of, and this is Ford Tom, which was made for Tom Alphabet of Tap House 15. But Tom that's sitting right across from me, I don't believe has had it yet. So I figured you're here. I have the beer here. Might as well pop it. And is a, uh, did you mention that it was a sessionable pastry wine? Yes. Uh, yes. With a bazillion and one adjuncts. I don't need to go through all of them, but it does have that uh, weasel, weasel poop. shit coffee. Yes. <laughs> that was the number one prerequisite for doing this beer with Polaro Schnort. I said, if we're going to do a beer together, it has to feature weasel shit coffee. <laughs> right. I, I absolutely refused unless it was weasel shit coffee. And you got it. You got your point across. Got it. Yeah, you're a persuasive guy. <laughs> so let's start with Martin House because they are an endless source of beer comedy for, for you, for me, for really everybody that's paying attention. They recently made a beer called Ice Mare. It's a 25% ale. 25%. 25% ale with mint. And I don't even know <laughs> with what mint. the... <laughs> I don't even know what the hell to say about it. So what do you think about that, Rob? <laughs> Uh, I think they want you to forget about your weekend before it even starts. All right, that's uh, no, I, I, listen, I got to be honest. <laughs> I love Martin House. I think they are exactly what craft beer needs right now. They're, they have fun with what they do. They have fun with their beer. They have fun with their product. They make fun of themselves. I mean, between I would kill to see the Martin House Malort collab. <laughs> they have to do it. They that have to do the, that. That would sure. be the best collab in the history of collabs and they could release whatever they come up with at Troon and only crowlers <laughs> that is a fantastic idea now the, guy, the, the guy, triple collab we've all been waiting for oh it's the best it would be the best the guys at malort are they uh they strike me as maybe a crew that might be asleep at the wheel is, is that the case or are they like uh, uh, actively marketing their their product uh, I listen. They don't. They they they're they're rabid fan base. Marcus, their product. You know, if you ever want to, if you ever want to fight your father, drink more. <laughs> that's got to be the. That's got to be their like slogan, man. You came up with it. I love it. No, I didn't come up with that. That's like a thing. Like, there's actual memes out there that basically say, or T-shirts 
you know, uh, like you want to fight your dad tonight, drink more water. <laughs> That's great. All right, it's, we, am, it's amazing. Anyway, we're, we're, we're getting way off the beaten path here. No, right, no, we're not. Again, we're talking about. You know, but you mentioned it, and I, I actually love the fact that they do it. Martin House has come up with all these. Listen, we had the Wangs beer. I was unable to procure the uh, blue cheese beer, or no, the ranch, the ranch beer that they did. Uh, now they make this, but they have fucking fun with themselves. They make fun with, of themselves, and I love it. Wait, I'm gonna add. I'm gonna no, ask they're, fan, you they're fantastic. They're like you said. They they have fun with themselves. I think it's, you know, it's like gritty marketing too. You know, they don't. They probably have some idiot like me making memes, <laughs> and they have no budget for it, and they're just going for it. And they they have just like a crazy fan base that that loves the shit that they do. And what more do you want? <laughs> like, it's perfect. I'm gonna ask you too because you know I know you've been at the game for a while you, Dan you are a well-heeled traveler well-heeled traveler okay, now is, 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 <laughs> what do you go to Martin House you're in Texas you go to Martin House what can you expect I can't sit there and I drink have... fucking wings wang, wangs beer and this fucking 25% mint ale so they have There's four gotta be something have, that they're known for they have four pickle beers right okay that's fine and, and the best made pickles uh, I've had all of them actually they're actually not bad if you're if you're willing to expand your palate and be like I'm having a beer that tastes like I, I'll say this and and we're gonna mention it in releases have been, coming have up. you been there you no sound, I've never oh, you've been never there. been no no no, no. Uh, but I think you're just gonna have fun and try weird shit and like if you have an open mind, you're gonna have fun with it. If you're like, if you're, if you're a beer Rob, snob, Rob, you're do not. Do you know what the fuck is this? Still talking about beer here? What's going on? Listen, I think it's it's the perfect like on location podcast that needs to happen. Like we need to travel. We to need Mark to go House. to Texas. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I agree. I agree. All it, right. it would be incredible. So we love talking about crazy adjuncts on this show. Dan is the adjunct professor. Uh, we pop dark beers with a bunch of sugar in them all the time. We do, yeah. Uh, winter is upon us, and things are getting chilly. Tell us about what Modest Brewing is making and what kinds of reactions have you gotten to it? Well, I mean, the, the Hormel was the chili sauce beer they just came out with. <laughs> crazy. You, you know, like, I got to say this. And, and I was I was kind of DMing one of their brewers the other day about it when I reposted it to their story, and you know he said they may have gone a little heavy on the garlic, a little heavy on the garlic. If you like the garlic, you're going to like this lager. But like, <laughs> if you uh, like garlic, you're going to like this lager. Is what he said. <laughs> I mean, I thought it was. Listen, it, these wacky gimmicky things. You know, we've been joking about them for a long time. But what's the number one reason why you pull off a gimmick in beer? You want everybody to talk about your shit. And, and that's what we're doing right now. I'm going to tell you right now. People were sending me DMs. I was getting vomit emojis. Um, I was getting, this has to be disgusting. To people telling me, listen, like, this is probably something I'm interested in. Because, you know, I, I'm, I'm into lagers. This is different. You know, I like spicy food. Dude, I messaged you when I saw your story. I'm like, if this is real, this is probably terrible, and I want to drink it. Like, yeah, I, like, like I it, curiosity. It got people talking, and I thought they nailed the branding. Um, they they nailed the marketing for it. It was, I honestly, it was, it was really well done. They carried out a really good little campaign to kind of get people talking about it. 
uh, is it best drank with a hot dog or like what's the you know what are, <laughs> <laughs> what you know just like in all honesty what is the best beer to drink with a hot dog it's shit beer yeah it's so serious beer. question yeah, no yeah. no no it's shit beer bush light you know i, I don't know about bush like, light but okay i mean i was thinking like miller light yeah yeah miller, I was, yeah, miller light. <laughs> yeah i would i would uh i would grab a few cans of this and i would cook the hot dogs in it Oh, you're you're an absolute psychopath. Dirty water dog. (laughs) Yeah, dirty water dog with this. Yeah, why not? Shit, that's a good idea. Yeah, that's a good idea. I mean, uh, yeah, okay, all right, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Is this this even a craft beer podcast anymore, (laughs) or is this just like complete stupidity? Well, wait, wait, hold on. First of all, those are not mutually exclusive things. So, let's just get that straight. <laughs> all right, all right. So we we're gonna go to this. You posted uh, a video of somebody drinking beer out of a shoe. I've seen this happen before, um, like you know, on Instagram and stuff like that. People drinking beer out of a shoe. Now Tom has an idea. I love the idea. All right. Uh, the idea is, you know. Uh, what's what's my idea? I lost my place here. Come we, on, come on right. Dan, what the fuck you lobbing that over to me for? Consult the script. Consult the script. No, we were talking. We were talking uh, about. Listen, football season uh, just happened. The Jets are in contention of getting Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers. I want to see. No and no I'll, fucking way. Th- it might happen, man. Brady is not going to the Jets. This might happen. This might Listen, happen. let's just call it what it is. The Jets are going to get like Jacoby Brissett or something, <laughs> and it's going to be just another season of disappointment and sadness and a high draft pick. Or they get 46-year-old Brady, and you get the, the same results that you just As, oh, as like probably. when Brett Favre came, came yes. to the Jets. Listen, I'm in the, right now for me, it's the most exciting time of the year as a Jets fan. We're in mock draft season. We're getting ready for the draft. Because as soon as the draft hits and training camp happens, the season's over. It's Here's, like being a Mets fan. <laughs> it's like being a Mets fan. Here's what I want, though. And, I, and I'm not a Jets fan. I'm a Giants fan. But I want to do this. At some point, I want to fucking do a shoey. We all need to do one of these shoeys. I want to do it at like District 96, maybe during the NFL draft. I don't know. At some point, uh, where's the shoe? Where's the shoe coming from? Our own question. shoes. Yeah, I'm not going to. Sh- our own shoes. I'm not drinking it out I of your it. fucking shoe, man. I don't know if I want to drink a beer out of my shoe. Get a, I, I, I. You know what I'm saying. Know. Rob, you know what I'm saying? Can I get some I want to here? Listen, I'm going to tell you what. There's a reason that I like generally post shit. It's because it's things that better idiots are doing that I don't want to do myself. <laughs> so, like, I found that video from, like, just, like, scrolling things. It just popped up. I'm like, well, look at this. It's another shoey. It's probably, like, the third shoey that I've posted this month. I don't want to do a shoey. That's why I think the best idea for this would be doing it in, around the football season next year because by that point in time Dan will have forgotten about it and we'll be on to the next th- stupid idea it's <laughs> <laughs> a good point it's a good point and who the fuck knows what the next idea is going to be we've already gone to 25% uh, ales with mint we've talked about Hormel chili beer and now drinking beer out of shoe who the fuck knows what 2024 will bring it's a whole year to think about it that's right. a great point. If, right. listen, if we pay attention to hop culture, it'll be non-alcoholic beers, and we won't be doing anything stupid. <laughs> hey, man, Athletic Brewing is super hyped right now. 
And that beer sells, though. The athletic stuff, yeah, I know. Yeah, I, sure it, it sells. It, yeah, it, it does. sells for people's fucking Instagram posts. You know what else sells? Coca-Cola. Just go drink one of those. I would. I do. Maybe two, maybe two liters. Maybe maybe two liters. Maybe six <laughs> tall boys, a Bud Light, six tall boys, a Bush Light. I love them. Oh, you can't have them, boys. <laughs> All right. Speaking of District 96, <laughs> we're going to talk. We'll talk about it more when we get to the releases. But they did a stock collab with Tin Barn. Uh, between that other half collab week, Marlo hosting Timber and Marcel's Barbecue. Rob, where are you? Let's just assume that you can get out. Where are you going this week? And well, I mean, I think there's a good chance I I, I pop up at Tin Barn if there's anything kind of going on because I mean that you know collab between two breweries that I I have very good friendships with the ownership and staff. I mean, yeah, I think that would be probably the spot I'd go to. Plus, I mean, come on, Tin Barn Pizza on on a weekend. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a home run. I mean, you you know maybe you get a little bit of you know dancing rich, get a couple of beers in him. Maybe he starts cutting a rug. <laughs> that that you know that's the place to be generally. And plus, it, the best part about Tin Barn is there's quality people watching. There is oh quality I, people watching. What, what, what it, do you mean? What do you mean by that? It's it's a brewery experience like no other. You have like geriatric old people. Dancing like they're twenty years old. Catskills all stars, and then you have like you know you got your beer nerds checking beers in. It's like it's you got families hanging out. It's like it's it's a weird mixture. Exactly what it should be. It is like the zombie apocalypse of beer. (laughs) It's just like a melting pot of very eclectic. It everybody's in there. Yeah, like it's it's wild. It's wild. It's always a lot of fun. That's great. Oh, they have a great space. Uh, all right, festival season is coming soon. What fest are you planning on going to this spring, summer, Rob? Well, I mean, we'll probably we'll probably be returning to uh, the imprint. Uh, Beer discovery too hot for the gram. I think it's Dream State. I want to say it's Dream State. Will's a part of that. Will and Ryan. So I mean, we'll probably uh, that'll be a definite. I know that's already penciled in. You know, I've gone to Irie Jungle the last two years. I would love to return to Irie. I just don't know if it's you know in the in the works. We'll see. I you know have a tendency sometimes to book that late, but um, that's probably the, the the two things in the in the immediate future that I'd be hitting up. You know, you just don't know. Last year when I went to the Beer Discovery Festival, that was the that was when I met Ben at the time of Fourscore now of Kushwa. You know, when we put together the Troll Series between. You know, Andy and, you know, Chris from Uncapped. So, you know, that was a really good time. So who knows what's going to come out of this event? You know, there's always, you know, wacky ideas that get exchanged between friends. And, you know, it could lead to something that I had no idea was on the radar. So we'll see. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure. I think our plan is to attend. I was there last year with you guys. And oh, no, I'm going. Was a blast. I'm going this year. <laughs> I mentioned it earlier. Just just to know pictures with Hoppy Floppy so your wife doesn't find out. Thanks, Dan. <laughs> She listens to this every episode. Okay. Thank you. Well, that's that's certainly going to make for an awkward pillow talk, isn't it? <laughs> Who is this hoppy floppy? Long story. That's yes. what I'll say. And, you know, we talked about Too Hot for Graham, and, and one of the reasons it was called Too Hot for Graham is because Instagram had taken down all these beer pages, including imprints, including Hoppy Floppies, and now I know that she has like a backup account in case her backup account comes down. So she's like the perfect person to talk to anyway. 
Exactly, exactly. I'm sure it'll be a great time. Um, very much looking forward to it. Uh, Rob, anything else there, pal, before you before cut you loose? It's, it's been too long. It's been too long. This is, uh, we need to, we need to do this more often. We don't. Please. <laughs> well, we need, we, we need to, like, uh, kidnap you. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? I'm busy, oh, busy man. These, yeah. Busy man these days, moving and shaking, so trying to uh, try to make, try to have memes pay the bills. But uh, we're, we're really failing on that front. So, baby steps, we'll get there. Baby steps. All right, Rob. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, we will see you very soon. Yes, very very soon. All right. All right, guys, coming up after this, local and national releases. Uh, this is Rob from Hayes Boys, and you're listening to America the Beautiful with Tom and Dan, two voices built for radio and faces built for Bukaki. And we are back, season three, episode three, America the Brutiful. We said it in the beginning, y'all. Whales, 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 whales. We'll talk about some whales in a bit. We have to talk about other halves uh anniversary but first we're going to crack a beer and this is kind of a prelude to what we'll be talking about in the whales 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 section uh side project right now this is uh not the type of beer that we will be talking about later but this is called satsuma it's a missouri wild ale with satsuma mandarin We'll get a little sippy of this, and let's talk about other half. Uh, last week, we mentioned the first two of their Freak Week, and then after the podcast, several more were announced. So, Tom, um, we talked about some of them, but I don't think we got to Off-White Ferrari. So we'll start with that one. That's the Freaky Friday edition of Vale's Classic Imperial IPA with luxurious amounts of Citra and Galaxy. You also have Juice Gymnastics. This is a West Coast IPA versus Northeast style IPA. Cellar Maker, other half, and Trillium. Hopped with Citra, Centennial, Nelson, Galaxy, and Enigma. All 100,000 trillion everything Imperial IPA. You know, that's with Trillium. And what they did is at twice the hopping rate of last year's 200,000 trillion everything, they dropped the fruit edition and ratcheted things up to a hefty 9.8% ABV. Whoa, baby. Overripe IPA. Freak Week edition. 7% overripe is a great notion beer with Citra, Matueka, and Azaka used to dry hop this juicy IPA. So from a lot of people that I know that have tried all of them, they said that the overripe was the best one. Really? Yeah, which is not what I would have expected. I don't know what I would have expected necessarily. Probably the Trillium uh, as as the best of the Freak Week. But uh, most people that I know that have tried all of them said that Overripe was the best one. They also did. They also did Sports Ballin' Imperial IPA, eight percent, brewed with EQ, Trillium, and Vitamin C. That was for Green City Twenty Twenty. Uh, what other half does, they call this a simple recipe of Pilsner malt and wheat malt and then hopped with Galaxy and Rawaka. Now, they announced their ninth anniversary collaborative beers. They did this last year. A lot of these cans were super cool, super hyped. Let's start it off, Tom. Uh, we'll go 
from one to whatever the hell number it is, this because is, there's a lot of them. This is interesting. Yeah, yeah this is it. Like, the, like this first one. Ninth anniversary collaborative number one, Tamave Pivo with KCBC Beer and Fifth Hammer Beer. It's a 5.6% Czech version of a German Dunkel. I did not expect that as like the first, <laughs> first one out of the gate. Right, right, right. I was surprised to see that. Yeah, it sounds cool though. And listen, lagers are more and more in style uh, and hyped. So uh, and then... Ninth Anniversary Collaborative 2 is a pale ale with Holy Mountain. It's 5.5% hopped with cashmere, motueka, and styrian goldings. Mm. Ninth Anniversary Collaborative number 3, West Coast IPA with burial beer, 6.8%, hopped with Simcoe, Amarillo, Centennial, and Cascade. Number 4 is an IPA with Highland Park and Monkish, 6.8% hopped with Galaxy, and a newer experimental hop. HBC 101, which they say gives off candy peach ring vibes. I like that. Uh, collaborative number five, smoothie sour with mortalis and meserem bracatorium. Six percent mes- meserem have been making wave. The six percent ABV meserem have been making waves in the Montreal scene. For those who have not heard of them. That's me. I did not heard of them. Before. I hadn't before this either, to be <clears throat> honest. The smoothie sour brings together strawberries and peaches, dosed with almonds, maple, vanilla, coconut, Canadian style maple cookies, and milk sugar. Number six is probably going to be the one that's going to garner the most attention, and that is an IPA with Troon and Fidens. So, other half Troon, Fidens, triple collab. Baby. Yeah. Uh, 8.5% Imperial IPA with Citra Hops in the Kettle and Hops of Choice from Troon, which is Galaxy, and Fiden's Nelson Sauvine. Ninth Anniversary, number 7. 8% Imperial IPA collab with Green Cheek, hopped with HBC 586 and Citra. And the 8th, 9th Anniversary Collaborative, 9th Anniversary Collaborative 8, right? It's a 13% barrel-aged imperial stout with homes, conditioned on cocoa nibs and vanilla. Uh, That's the only bottled one. All the other ones are cans. What stands out to you about this list? Am I supposed to... Uh, um, there's, I mean, there's a couple things, which is why I'm asking you what stands out to you about this this list compared to previous anniversaries. Shit, man. I didn't know I'd be quizzed here. Uh, I don't know. There's one stout, one lager, one sour, so and the rest are IPAs. So the style. So the styles are one thing, right? Okay. Because traditionally, they've been all IPAs almost. Well, and but there's always one bottle, right? There's always a bottle, but yeah. like the cans have always almost exclusively yeah, been IPAs. I think so. The other part of this All right. is the ABV of these beers. They are very, very low compared to a lot of the doubles and the triples that they've released in the past. Yeah, actually, you're. I didn't think of that. Um, yeah, not double IPAs. These are like eight and below the IPAs. Right, the, the, eight and a half. It, and it, below. You know, when you when you leave out the stout, the the, the strongest beer in here is the True and Fines at eight and a half percent. That's not even like a crazy number these days. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? Like they were doing, you know, a lot of those, you know, fourth, fifth anniversaries were like nine, ten percent you know, multiple. That's a good know. call. I didn't even notice it's that. Very interesting. Right. In a regular week, we may have started with this because it's a collab with two of our favorite breweries. Uh, we're talking about Tin Barn. They released Absence of Snakes. It's the first stout collaboration with District 96. 
Tin Barn hand-selected two of their aged imperial stout barrels, one whiskey rye and one maple bourbon, and blended it with the stout brewed by District 96 to create this 13% stout blend. On Wednesdays, we wear pink. Not Dan and I, that's the name of the beer. <laughs> IPA featuring Nelson, Sauvine, Citra, Simcoe, Matueka, Dry Hops. Mean Girls reference brewed by one of the nicest women in the craft beer world. That's right. Uh, Drownlands. This is interesting because they did, they're doing a double barrel stout. And it's called Double Barrel Stout Volume 1 Release. Literally, that's the name of the beer. It's an imperial stout that was dumped in bourbon barrels from Black Dirt Distillery for 18 months, then racked into cherry brandy barrels for six months. Wow. White Terra, double dry hopped hazy IPA with Citra and Nelson Sauvine. River Birch, an American-style oaked lager. Uh, basically, it's a clean base lager conditioned in a fooder and then transferred it to stainless for a very gentle dry hop with citra and cashmere. Fragaria. <laughs> Fragawi. <laughs> Fragaria is fruited sour IPA conditioned over strawberry, basil, and hopped with strata. Uh, we talked about District 96 before. We'll talk about them again. They did Circle Back. It's a 4.8% Pilsner, which was only 12 bucks a four-pack. Nice. And then we, we had the playoffs, right? Uh, they did a Giants beer. They did a Bills beer. Both of those teams no longer in the playoffs. They also did another Jets beer, and that one is called Taking Receipts. 8% double dry hopped double IPA with Nectar on. Just because the Jets didn't make the playoffs doesn't mean this isn't one tasty motherfucker. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Equilibrium had a few beers out. Uh, Aqueous Protractor. It's a double IPA collab with Kushwa. This beer uses Citra Incognito, Citra T90, and Motueka in the Whirlpool with a dry hop of Eclipse along with Motueka and Citra. Breakfast time is relative. Imperial Stout conditioned on Mostra Coffee and Equilibrium's Kinetic Energy Blend and Maple Syrup. EQ says this should be drank at 68 degrees. Okay. Sure. Sure. It would have been cooler if it was 69. But yeah, whatever. You know, what are you do? Uh, Chaos Theory IPA with Citra, Strata, and Galaxy. Uh, guys, we do not talk about too often, but... Um, we brought them up last week. We did. We did. Jersey Cyclone. They announced a collab with New Jersey punk band Shades Apart on February 4th. The beer is a 10.7% imperial stout called One Starry Night. Rumors of an acoustic performance that day. And this is the cool part about this. Uh, so if you get that bottle, bottle purchases will grant you access to the live full band concert in the Jersey Cyclone tap room in the spring. So if you're a fan of Shades Apart, if you're a fan of like pop punk music and you want uh, to have a few beers, it's the perfect marriage. Oh, is Shades Apart pop punk? Yeah, they're like a punk band, yeah. And they... I don't. Is this like a residency? What's what do you mean? I don't. I don't understand. What do you mean? They're going to be Bottle playing. Will grant you access to the full band. They're going to. They're going to be playing a show there at Jersey Cyclone in the spring. If you buy a bottle, you uh, basically uh, get like uh, like a pseudo ticket for that event. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow, that's cool. That is cool. That is very cool. Kane double double cask. We talked about this in the beginning of the episode. Twelve point eight percent blend of double barrel aged barley wines. This blend has an average age of 39 months in various barrels and casks. I'm going to stop. Try this beer. Okay. 
Now, I like barley wines. Uh huh. You should not drink this if you have something to do early the next morning because <laughs> it will. Fu- and the first or sip, if you have I, a long drive, or if you, yeah, or a long drive. The first sip I took, I'm like, this thing's gonna put me on my ass. I got through. It, it, it's very good in the beginning, and it's only twelve point eight percent. That's not an unheard of. It ABV. drinks like sixteen. Really? Oh, dude, it's so you, thick, heavy. Fucking. I wanna. Heavy. I wanna. St- to uh i haven't procured a bottle but i'd like to get a bottle and have you drink the bottle and tell me if there's any variation between can and bottle i don't know i don't know if there is i'll give it another shot you know i i enjoyed the first few ounces it just got to be too much it is like there's so much flavor there's something like sambuca kind of is it is it um, as strong as that three sons uh barley wine the uh you know the 75 dollar one that they had at pastry town oh oh uh, i forget the name. Well, that was almost that was almost like a liqueur yeah that was yeah but so it wasn't like that but it was it was like there was just a lot of flavor it was okay. a lot of flavor on the complete opposite end of the spectrum, they also <laughs> released monmouth gold which is a 4.8% munich style hellas lager Troon. These Silent Woods, 8.6% hoppy ale. What Wakes the Dead, 9.7% hoppy ale. Conditioned on Madagascar vanilla. And I don't believe they use lactose. <laughs> Each of these beers were accompanied by some badass-looking metal glassware, uh, which, of course, people on the secondary market are trying to... Well, I, honestly, there's more demand for them than people are giving them up. So I actually kind of dig that. You know, like, people are not putting them out there for sale but you see a bunch of people trying to buy them yeah because they're like fuck it i'll hold on to it for another month before i go up <laughs> maybe maybe i don't know they're cool glasses yes they they're very cool, cool glasses. glasses all right let's talk about the seed they have three new canned offerings until the sunlight baltic porter lights please number nine crushable ipa dry hop with hbc 630 huel melon and amarillo here now best bitter all right uh timber they announced their Lumber Project Blends. Tell us about Blend 1 because it sounds super cool. Blend 1 will feature their first barley wine and stout blend. And nice, it's insp- nice strong. I know. Inspired by Coonan Brewing, who I don't know how much Coonan you've had, but that was like one of the old school, uh, you know, like dark beer makers. Okay. They made right. a lot of ice box and stuff like that. Very cool. Uh, Eskerhart. Den. This is cool. 13.5% non-barrel-aged version of their Imperial Stout Bear. All right. You I'm got gonna, my attention, I will keep right? going. Yeah, yeah. Conditioned on cocoa nibs, raisins, pecans, macadamia nuts, cashews, and Marcona almonds. I love the raisins. Yeah, this is interesting, right? It gives it... You think of raisins, you think, guess barley, what? Barley wine. Think of barley wine. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, obviously, part of that uh, yield is getting put in barrels to become bear. But this is like baby bear, I guess. And when baby bear is 13.5%, that's, you know, yeah. Uh, Let's talk Brick City Slurp Jams, collaborative brew focusing on the longtime pairing of beer and great food. It's a New England-style double IPA, checks in at 8%. It was brewed with a touch of lactose and double dry hop with citra and mosaic. This is a collab with Sun Noodle. Now, limited boxes were made that had eight cans of the beer, Slurp, and one box of Sun Noodles' renowned shoyu and miso ramen kits. I think that's that's really cool, man. That's cool. cool. That is very cool. I love, by the way, on a side, I just love how almost everybody 
now says just a touch of lactose. Just a touch. Just a sprinkle. Yeah, just yeah, salt bay. <laughs> salt bay. Yeah, yeah. Just a dash. Uh, they also Brick City also releasing is this Eldorado, new variant of their single hop New England style pale ale series. All right, Root and Branch did Scanners, Multi Oat, Wheat, IPA, Brewed and Dry Hop with Mosaic and Strata. The Castle, Citra, Multi Oat, Wheat, Pale Ale, Hopped entirely with Citra Hops. Twin Elephant may have the coolest name of a beer for this week or, or for this month, maybe for this year. It's called Baron Von Slamminghausen. It's a Keller Hells Lager 5%. Is that a play on the, uh, the, the fuck it, I can't remember the name. Shimier, 7.6% IPA with Simcoe and Idaho 7. Ghost Hawk did something really cool. It's called uh, Hawk Talk. It's a relabel of their flagship, flagship IPA for a cause. So if you remember our episode with Ghost Hawk, the name of the brewery is an homage or in memory of the brother of Steve from Ghost Hawk. Proceeds from these cans will be donated to the Raptor Trust in his memory. For those of you who don't know about the Raptor Trust, they work to re- rehabilitate injured hawks and other birds of prey in New Jersey. Have you been there? I haven't. Have I've you? been there. Oh, really? Yes. Great, great place. You know, if you're, you know, I don't know what what what, what the hell you're doing, but uh, maybe you're going to Oak Flower or uh, you know one of those breweries or Tap House Fifteen. You know, it's not super far. It's a very cool spot to check out. There's some very cool birds of prey that they have. Obviously, they've been injured. They're caged up. Uh, very cool. Nice. Yeah, I need to go there. Love, uh, love me some birds and especially birds of prey. Icarus Camel Clutch. This is a collab with James from Pura Vida, which is one of the more popular beer Instagrams with a lot of cool photography tricks. Yeah, that, that dude does yeah, some really cool Instagram stuff Yes, with beer. This is a heavily odored and weeded Imperial IPA hopped with New Zealand Nectaron and Citra Incognito before dry hopping with Nectaron Strata and Cryo Cashmere. Yacht all the time, Neo One, uh, Northeast style IPA dry hop with Lupulin Citra, Lupulin Mosaic, and Columbus. Then double dry hopped with experimental Neo Maximus Neo One hops. Living the cream, Nitro. Imperial cream ale conditioned on caracara, excuse me, caracara oranges and Madagascar vanilla beans. All right, Evil Twin NYC, Buzzin, Citra, and Cashmere. This is a new series of hazy pale ales that is brewed with a blend of hops and a variety of honey. This one is the first in the series and is brewed with a blend of Citra and Cashmere, as the name might tell you, and then conditioned on wildflower honey. I want to try this. I have said Sounds before... Delicious. Any IPA that's like has like a little honey character, sign me up. All right. You're my main squeeze. Oh, thanks. <laughs> double IPA, double dry hopped with all citra and condition on tangerine. ET Stay Home Frosty Winter Edition. This one has raspberry and blueberry condition on fruity soft serve ice cream. Poor conditions ahead. Hazy double dry hopped with cashmere, belma, and El Dorado. All right, Magnify has a few cool ones. Choco Taco Mind Over Matter, 8% double chocolate milk stout inspired by the discontinued ice cream for all you fans of Taco Bell, uh, the uh, Choco Taco. It's brewed with lactose, cocoa nibs, vanilla, peanut butter, and waffle cone. Drill Deeper, 
9% Imperial IPA based off of peak oil. Imperial IPA with an addition of Citra and Mosaic Incognito to the hot side. High score, an 8% video game themed Imperial IPA double dry hop with with Galaxy and Motueka. Finback, Slave to the Machine. This is a 4% IPA, dry hop with Simcoe and Calypso, and it's brewed in collaboration with Permanent Hangover. Cool, cool that stuff. Is cool. Well, yeah, yeah, that is cool. Uh, they also did Crispy Nights, a 4.5% black lager, which was brewed for their quote-unquote not-so-dry January party. Oscillation 032, 8.5% double IPA, dry hop with HS17701, Citra, Simcoe, Mosaic, and Brew 1. Oscillation series was always like killer stuff. Oh, I, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know. I don't remember that. Uh, source. They did Source of Cheers. 5.4% ABV, a Munich-style Hellas Lager. Coolest part about this, it comes in a four-pack of 19.2-ounce crispy tube cans, they like to call them. Crispy tubes? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a it's a longer... Like a Michelob Ultra? Like a Virginia Slim? <laughs> and, <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just trying to get a, you know... A little visual, visual here. Yeah, yeah. 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 All right. De La Grange, 6% ABV, Brett Farmhouse Saison in bottles. And Aquarius, 8.2% ABV, double dry hopped IPA with Citra, Cascade, and Pacific Sunrise. Wild Air, new brewery, Asbury Park. Mm-hmm. Nevermore, Brune Ale brewed with specialty Belgian malts and fermented with a wild caught yeast from the mountains of Texas. Ooh. <laughs> It's available in bottles. Yeah. And Beautiful Little Fool, kettle sour brewed with mango. Hackensack Brewing, as far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Well, that almost sounds like a... Well, it's a Goodfellas line. <laughs> oh, it's a good... Oh, uh, uh. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. <laughs> Did you say Ace Ventura? <laughs> no, no, no. I was going to say it almost reminds me of an evil twin. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's got that length of uh, title, yes. yes. Got, yeah, yeah. 11, 11% triple IPA with Eldorado, Vic Secret, and Citra. Our friends at Ober Creek had 2023 Night Stories. That has coconut, cocoa nibs, and vanilla beans. It's available in the tasting room for online consumption only. Electric Icon, 8% double IPA collaboration with Widowmaker. It's dry hopped with Citra, Mosaic, Galaxy, and Sabro. Also, fresh cans of More Flow, Smiling from a Hole, and Double Obsession. All right, uh, then Oak Flower, Morova, a 4.5% Czech Pale Lager, and Rhodes, 6.4% Double Dry Hopped Hazy IPA with Phantasm, and Double Dry Hopped with Cryopop, Mosaic, and Motueka. Uh, Grimm, over in Brooklyn, recently added something really cool to their beer experience. Beer Stachen is a traditional German process in which a metal beer stachel quote-unquote, beer spike, is heated above 1,000 degrees Fahrenheit and plunged into a beer, caramelizing the residual sugars and creating a thick layer of creamy foam with a toasted marshmallow aroma. They are offering the option to brulee select stouts and barley wines at the taproom. Sign me up. All right, so if you Our buddy Jesse did this. Did he really? Yes, he did. Oh, I didn't he know that. posted it on Facebook. Yes, he did. So He's an old money ticker. If uh, anybody has not seen this or is like, I don't understand what this is about, I don't understand what that whole thing was about, 
I don't know what they were saying. Go to Grimm's Instagram and check it out. It's fucking wild. It's fucking wild. It's like a it's red super hot cool. ball or something. Yes. Put in there. <sighs> yeah, it's like it's almost like you're branding a beer, and then you just see like this foam, cr- you know, come up. And apparently, the beer stays cold. Every it, it's I don't know how they do it, but it's 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 super super cool. I know it's a thousand degrees. To yeah. me, it almost sounds like a. I mean, maybe it's the brulee selecting. It almost sounds like a creme brulee. Like yeah, the, yeah. Like the, you're like, like toasting toasting the sugar basically. Yeah. I know. It's really, really cool. Uh, Bradley Brew Project. Girl, I love you. 8% milkshake IPA with peaches. Porter my heart out. It's a Baltic porter. <laughs> yeah. And then plan B, breakfast. Wild ale with roasted Hudson Valley blueberries, maple syrup, and maple sugar, and local coffee aged in bourbon barrels. Again, this is a wild ale with all those adjuncts, right? It clocks in at around 10% ABV. Also, apparently... They still have Pickleback available, so if anybody goes up there and is planning on getting it, message us, because I want some. Fair enough. Yes. You thought we were done. We were just That was local release. We're yeah. getting a national now. Right. National. So this is what we were talking about the whole time. That's Let's right. Let's do it. Side project. All right. This might be the biggest release of the year. It oh, it's be. got... It is. This might be the right here. It right is. Here. It is. Yeah. It's... It's not even... January is not over, and it's over as far as biggest release of the year. Right. O W K twenty twenty three. Listen to this. This release started in twenty twenty, with the brewing of their O W K recipe on three separate occasions through twenty twenty one. They then earmarked exceptional barrels of the beer. They then added Ugandan vanilla at three different times and a final blending of the beer, which was aged in three different barrels willett family estate bourbon van winkle 10 year and willett rye owk 2023 boasts the most pounds of vanilla per gallon of beer that side project has ever done (laughs) all right so you're listening to this you're like all right that sounds pretty cool maybe you don't know that much about owk maybe you're like okay why is this the biggest release of the year Well, well i'm gonna tell you owk 2018 has an astonishing 4.94 average on untapped. That's crazy. Which makes it, I think, the top rated beer ever untapped with over 100 ratings. It actually has 923 ratings. And even despite the rarity of the bottle, it's been available for on-site consumption at Side Project many times, which explains the kind of high amount of ticks. 923, you know, check-ins, that's... That's a good amount. Oh, yeah. yeah but think about this. 923 check-ins, a 494 average. My friend average for this beer is actually even higher than the 494 average at 497 with uh, nine untapped friends having checked it in. Wow. At the time of this recording, 53 check-ins of OWK 2023. Let's do the breakdown. <laughs> 45. Out of those 53 are five-star ratings. It's incredible. And, okay, so 45 of the 53 are five-star ratings. Two ratings are unrated. They just check them in. Okay. So think about that. Well, I don't basically, know. Basically, I, I don't know it's, basically, it's 45 of 51 or five stars because two don't have a score. Oh, oh, correct, correct. Three of them are 4.75. Mm-hmm. Two of them are... Good old supporters, 4.9. <laughs> <laughs> and, 
and one person gave it a 4.5. So I did the math here. Although Untapped for some reason doesn't register a global rating yet, my math has it as a 4.97 average. It's early. You got some boomers in there. Sure. <laughs> sure. But it's probably not going to move that far. You know what I, I mean? mean it, it's, it's not going to drop down to like a 4.6. Correct, 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 correct. You know, unless there's an infection issue, which we hope that does not happen. Right. Damn, how the fuck do we get our hands on it? <laughs> a few, a few thousand bucks. Uh, we'll we'll get it in your hands, probably. Probably. Angry Chair. The super rad sets will be available to the general public via Osner. Osner, sorry, they will be available on Sunday, January 29th at 1 p.m. One set per person. All right, let's talk about what the set includes. I'll start it off. Double Barrel Imperial German Chocolate Cupcake Stout. Shit. (laughs) That's not all. Apple Brandy Crisp Barrel Aged Papinski. Bourbon Barrel Aged Adjunct Trail. They've done that before, but it's one of the best beers that they make. Beautiful beer. Cognac Barrel Aged The Hunted. Bourbon Barrel Aged Simple Math. And Approbation, which is a collab with none other than Side Project. Pretty, pretty, pretty nice sound. Pretty, pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. All right, Moxa. This one is fucking wild. It's called Eld. It's a triple barrel stout aged for over 50 months. Wow. Eld started back in 2018 when they brewed a double mash 28-hour boil imperial stout designed for extended barrel aging. The liquid spent... 22 months in apple brandy barrels, 10 months in 15-year-old Thomas H. Handy rye whiskey barrels, then 18 months in 10-year-old Rip Van Winkle weeded bourbon barrels. After over four years of aging, they pulled the beer out of the barrel and treated it with Mexican vanilla beans. The monster is 21.5% alcohol. I need this. (laughs) Depression. (laughs) <laughs> it sounds super That's a cool. big boy. That is a big boy. All right, let's talk Revolution. In the last episode, we talked about uh. Double Barrel VSOJ. This was before it dropped on Tavor. So we hope you guys and gals out there were lucky enough to grab this while it was up because it disappeared super quick. And for those who didn't, the Tavor app seemed to just taunt people like me for days because it was still up there, sold out. Like, okay, yes, I know, I didn't get it. I'm gonna tell you, I know you were, uh, I know you were snoozing. I was, time. I was literally taking so it. I text you, I'm like sending it to you, and it was sold out when I got on there. Uh, I had seen someone in the uh, barley wine group that I'm a part of. Only barley wine is real. Uh, posted about it like 47 minutes earlier. I'm like, shit, there's no way I'm gonna fucking get this. I go on there, it says sold out, motherfucker. So then I. I think I text you and ask you if you got it. I go back in there to look at it. It's sold out. All of a sudden, it pops back up. Order now. What the fuck? So I just press the button. I was able to get one. Boom. Boom, boom. And, it was and, then, only- it was, and then it's sold out again. So you got it. I got it. So and it was, I believe, only seventeen bucks a can. I say only seventeen bucks a can. I say only seventeen whoa, bucks whoa. a can. How much are you paying for a deal with the? How, how much are you paying with deal with the? Deal with the double. 75 bucks, 100 bucks. Same ounces, right? Both 12 ounces. Both 12 ounces. 100 bucks for a deal with the devil. It's a fucking steal. And you know what it is right now? It's <laughs> 4.75. It's got over 1,000 check-ins. It's 4.75. It's got over 1,000 check-ins? It's got right? over 1,000 check-ins. It's 4.75. It's going to be one of the biggest fucking barley wines of the year. 
and you could get it. Not anymore, but (laughs) (laughs) so this was going for two hundred and twenty bucks a four pack on secondary before Tavor, and so you would think, okay, fine. Now that it was on Tavor, it's going to drop. No, it didn't. So it's still going for between two hundred and two hundred and fifty bucks for a four pack. People are asking for ridiculous shit for this beer. Yeah, Uh, if you didn't get it, you'd be you would be thinking about it. Makes me want to move to Chicago. All right, let's talk 8-State. They did a collab with Forger. It's called DTB. It is. It, it was in Bliss Gourmet Maple Barrel Aid Stout with Kasha and Vanilla Beans aged two years and three months. Outline, Russell's Reserve Barrel Aged Stout aged for two years. Also, we can walk Imperial Stout with coconuts. Mortalis Hydra jamba jelly donut this is a if you haven't figured it out fruited smoothie sour fruited smoothie sour was brewed in collaboration with four score beer company it blends strawberry blackberry raspberry and flavors of a powdered jelly donut weldworks did pb and j fluff five percent sour ale brewed with peanut flour marshmallow milk sugar raspberry and strawberry puree monkish double dry hopped hang my boots double dry hop triple ipa with nelson sauvine Life is foggier, double dry hopped with Citra, Nelson, Sauvine, and Galaxy. Breathe, wonder, double dry hop, triple with Citra, Galaxy, Mosaic, and Strata. Conscious, be free, double dry hop, double with Galaxy, Nelson, Sauvine, and Simcoe. Complete opposite end of the country, also making some dope IPAs. Fiden's Firecracker, double IPA, 8.5% with Citra Strata, Nelson, and Rakao. Use It Up, double IPA, 7.9% with Simcoe and Strata. The Sound of Rain, double IPA, 8.5% Citra and Strata. Grade 10, 5.2% with all Citra. They also brought back Necessary Means for a Necessary Means, and also Harmony. Double IPA, 8.2% with Citrus, Strata, and Simcoe. Burial. This is all much too subtle to be translated to the intangible. Sure. Uh, yeah. Imperial Stout with toasted macadamia nuts, black winter truffles, Madagascar vanilla bean, honey, and sea salt. Phase 3 had two cool cans. Affinity Blend 1, 50-50 mix of young stout and barrel-aged stout that was aged for 18 months in wild turkey bourbon barrels before conditioning on coconut and dark matter coffee. Curvature 1, also available in cans for the first time. Their first curvature recipe, this one has Ghana cocoa nibs and hazelnut. Boiler did Velvet King, 14% ABV, wildflower honeymead condition on a preposterous doses of raspberry, blueberry, elderberry, and cherries. People think Boiler, people think Big Stouts, they also make mead. It's a cool one. Check it out. Also available on Tavor. Did you know that? Well, not this one, but they did have one of theirs available on Tavor. Oh, it wasn't this one? There no, was no, no. Just one it was release. Unicorn something. There was yeah. just one release that was oh, bo- a boiler. Yeah. That was a boiler meat, and uh, I thought it was this, but maybe not. Maybe you're right. It's maybe this one will get on there. Though. Maybe this one will get on. I didn't even know they made meat, to be honest. Oh with yeah, me. they do. They all do. Right, yeah. All right. Well, uh, that is all for us. We hope you enjoyed this episode of America the Brutiful. And until next time, America, drink up and stay beautiful.